Hey guys, Merry Christmas, day 25 of our Christmas Advent reading. Man, I pray that you have paused just to have a breather to say, thank you, Lord. Uh, today, man, presence is awesome. I love watching people open them like we said last night. But how amazing it is to know that it was this morning or it was a morning much like this, that we celebrate the coming of our King, the coming of the one that will bring true peace, uh, peace uh, on earth. And so today, Jesus is born. Uh, day 25, Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 14. V familiar passage. We used to read this every Christmas morning, well, lunchtime at my grandparents' house. Um, man, my grandfather, just to give you a memory real quick, it, I, it, it wouldn't matter how cold or how hot it was, he'd have a fire going and it was smoking hot. But man, I still have those memories of just opening up God's word, everyone pausing and just reading about the Christmas miracle. And that is the baby Jesus. So here we go. Luke chapter two, verses one through 14. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Serenius was governor of Syria, and all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. She gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. In the same region, there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were filled with great fear. Love how that version does that. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings or good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with an angel, an angel, a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace, goodwill towards men. And the hits keep on coming. First off, Merry Christmas. We're here. It's Christmas Day. We have been looking forward to this day all year, counting down it to this whole month. Today is when we get to see everything come together perfectly. Remember all those prophecies about whose family the Messiah would come through? Well, it's happening. If you have any doubts, you can see all their names in Matthew 1, where, we, where he traces the genealogy all the way down from Abraham to Jesus. Or you can listen to Andrew Peterson's song, Matthew's Begots. Today, we get to see all the promises coming together in one glorious birth. We get to see the see God keeping his word to his people, to Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and Judah and Jesse and Ruth and David and Joseph and Mary and others. But how does this, but how does God do it? You and I both remember that Gabriel appeared to Joseph and Mary telling them about Jesus, right? 
And we know that way before that, he promised that the baby would be born in Bethlehem. But did you ever stop and realize that Joseph didn't even live in Bethlehem? Sure, it's where his great-great-great-grandfather David lived, but that was 1,000 years earlier. And it looks like Joseph actually lived about 100 miles from Bethlehem. So how and why did he get to Bethlehem for the birth of Jesus? You just can't make this stuff up. On one side, you have a pregnant virgin with an elderly cousin who is also pregnant, both of which have been announced by angels from heaven. On the other hand, you have a pagan ruler who wants to get as much tax money as he can from those who he is ruling over. What do they have in common? God is sovereign over them all. Somehow, God put it in the heart of this Caesar that he needed to tax the people of Israel. And the best way to do this is to get everyone back to their ancestral hometowns so that they can be properly registered. And it just so happens that this is the exact time that Mary is getting ready to give birth to her son. No way do you realize the odds of this happening. It's absolutely crazy. Joseph and Mary were not trying to initially make sure that the prophecy about the Messiah was coming from Bethlehem got fulfilled. They might not have even put it together. But God was. God orchestrated events so that this pregnant girl would have to make this 100-mile trip the perfect time in all of history. And this is amazing. And it came to pass. So there we have it. God made a way to bring Mary to Bethlehem to give birth to Jesus. You all know the story. They tried to find a hotel to stay in, but everything was booked. The only place that they could find shelter in was a rundown stable. Let's not, uh, let's not let this go unnoticed. The eternal God who spoke the universe into creation chose to humble himself to become a human by a baby. Not only that, but he did not choose a life of wealth and luxury. Instead, he chose to be born in a stable, wrapped in rags, and laid down to sleep in a feeding trough. When Jesus came into the world, he wasn't greeted by pomp and ceremony. He was greeted by a small group of stinky, smelly shepherds. Even at his birth, he showed us what true humility looks like. So let's reflect. Let's celebrate today, and let's celebrate, y'all. What an awesome opportunity to spend time with friends and family, to enjoy each other's company, and to give gifts. But don't let any of that eclipse the real reason we are rejoicing. We are celebrating the amazing series of miracles that culminated in God becoming a baby boy. And remember, this is the only the beginning of the story. Jesus was born as a baby, but he didn't stay a baby. Jesus lived the life that we could never live. He followed God's word perfectly. And even though he was tempted with every possible temptation, he never sinned. That matters. The world would say otherwise. After a perfect life, he gave himself to be crucified on a cross to take on the penalty for our sin so that we could have his righteousness. He was buried in a borrowed tomb, but did not stay dead because on the third day, on the third day, he rose from the grave, proclaiming his victory over sin, death, and the grave. When we celebrate Christmas, we're celebrating the gospel. Jesus Christ came into the world to save sinners. Christmas gives us an opportunity to respond. If you have never believed in him, I mean really believed, and then please do so today. The only explanation for all of these amazing coincidences coming together in the person and work of Jesus Christ is that they aren't coincidences. All of this was planned out by an eternal, gracious God as a plan to restore our relationship with him and provide for us an eternal salvation. That's hope. 
And it's because of all of this that we can join with the angels and say, you ready? Glory to God in the highest. Glory to God in the highest. So today, man, I'm telling you, if you've never accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I pray, may that be so today. Uh, go to Acts chapter 16. Man, I love to see that old jailer coming in and saying, what must I do to be saved? And Paul says, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. So today, man, let's celebrate. But if you don't know my Jesus, give your life to Christ. And you ready? And let him be Lord of your life. Let him bring the peace and the hope that only he can bring. Hope you all have a Merry Christmas. Man, I've enjoyed 25 days. 25 days. Here's the book. It's The Things Concerning Himself, uh, written by a friend of mine, Zach Mabry. I hope that you have enjoyed it as much as I have. Y'all have a blessed day. God bless you.